everybody. Welcome to the First Pres Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast channel or our YouTube channel for the latest Sunday messages. We're so glad that you're listening, and we are praying that the following message inspires you to take your next steps towards Jesus. Oh, geez, you're making me cry. <laughs> Isn't that an awesome testimony of God's faithfulness? And, uh, Oh my, friends, every one of these values, you see, we see we're going to have testimony, we're going to have testimony, witness to how God is using uh, his spirit, his word to transform our lives, to shape us more in the likeness of Jesus. Every one of these, you know, what we're doing in this series, we're just saying, hey, this is who we are as a church. If you want to be a part of this or see what this is about, you can see very clearly who we are, what we're doing. This is what we're trying to do. We're trying to pursue Jesus through these seven values. And um, we're, we're guided by First uh, Peter, that's our scripture. Encourage you to open the Bible to First Peter chapter one, verses 10 to 21 today. And um, encourage you at home, have your Bibles open, uh, navigate to the word of God so we can look at it together, feed on it together. And as we open to First Peter, let's open our hearts in prayer. Lord, use your word in our lives to tell us the truth. Use your word in our lives to dispel darkness. Use your word in our lives to challenge us, to shape us, to change us, that we can reflect you, Jesus, and glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. The church said, amen. First Peter 1 at verse 10. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently and with the greatest care, trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of the Messiah and the glories that would follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you when they spoke of the things that have now been told you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Even angels long to look into these things. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver and gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him, you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him. And so your faith and your hope are in God. Hold fast and keep growing. 
Two values in, our, in the sermon series we're calling Here We Go, aligning ourselves around the first presway, seven values in our pursuit of Jesus. We're talking about these two values today, hold fast and keep growing. And I can't think of a more timely message for us than to hold fast and keep growing. In three days, the next president of the United States will be inaugurated at the Capitol, which is still literally under repair from the day that shocked all of us. As a pastor, what I want to talk about is that within the the mob, we saw Christian symbols, Christian flags, Christian signs and, and posters and the name of Jesus hanging down from from the baluster in front of the Capitol building. And some of those symbols made it all the way into the chambers of Congress. Now listen, I'm I'm not called to be your expert in politics. I'm not called to be your judge of elections. I am called to be a minister of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And when we see the name of Jesus used in such ways, there's something that has to be said. The Christian involvement in the January 6th attack is the most upsetting misrepresentation of Jesus I've witnessed. I'm not making a political statement. I'm not talking about election uh, statements. What I'm talking about is Jesus, who he is, and what the world thinks we mean when we use that name. We've got to hold fast and keep growing because those are two values that keep us rooted in the truth. Can a, can a Christian be deceived? Can even a Christian accept some deception, some half-truth, some, some, uh, something that can pull us away from Christ? Is it possible for us as believers to get wrapped up in stories and half-truths and, and get pulled into confusion? Is that possible? yes. You bet it is. In fact, the scripture is full of all these exhortations to watch out for exactly this. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings, says Hebrews 13.9. Paul wrote to the Corinthian church and said, but I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. And these fit right exactly in with our key verse for today, our key verse from our passage, 1 Peter 1.13. It says, therefore, with minds that are alert and, and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. We're warned to watch out for, for lies, for cunning, for deception, uh, deceitful teachings, and to stay alert and watchful. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching, by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. These are, char- these are exhortations, these verses are, these are charges to Christians, not to non-Christians. These are, these are challenges for believers, not non-believers. Christians can be deceived. Listen, if you find yourself waving a, a Christian flag 
within a group of people that is attacking police, defacing property, building a gallows on the Capitol steps. Brother, you're deceived. You're deceived. If there are other ways that, that, that you're, you're catching a, a wind of, of falsehood, if there's, there's other allurements that are pulling your mind away from the truth of the gospel, you're deceived. But here's the good news. You don't have to be. The truth has been revealed. Hold fast. What we say in this value is hold fast. Stay founded on Scripture and centered on Christ who holds you steady. This is our second value in our, our first presway. Hold fast to the Word of God. Stay rooted in the truth. Jesus holds on to you when you worry that you're slipping and you can't hold on to Him. Can you believe me when I say that truth is found in the Word of God? Jesus holds on to you when you can't hold on to him. And it's related to our third value, keep growing. We say keep growing. Learn to grow. Learn to grow. And when your life changes, give God the credit. And that last bit is about telling the story, you know? Telling the story of how God has worked in your life. When God is glorified, lives are transformed. That's what we talked about last week. When you worship God, you worship God alone, your life is changed. What you worship will change who you are. It'll change who you become. And when your life is transformed, you want to tell that story of how God has been at work in your life, just like the testimony we just heard from Liza. We want to tell that story, how God is at work in your life, because when God is glorified, lives are transformed, and when lives are transformed, God is glorified, as we tell others about what he's done. Tell the story. We can be deceived. We, even we, believers, we can be Deceived, pulled into the allure of, of deceptive half-truths that just make our itching ears glad? Is there deception pulling at your heart? Now, leave aside the, the news story. Leave aside the, the topic that we were talking about earlier. I'm talking about every part of your life, every aspect of your life. There is deception that seeps in and it pulls us away from fullness of life in Jesus. What do you do? What do you do? Hold fast and keep growing. Stay rooted in the word of God. Peter tells us to put our full confidence in the word of God, in the Bible. Verse 10, concerning this salvation, he says, the salvation he's talked about that Jesus has brought, right? The prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you. So now we're in the past, and we're back here in all these pages. These prophets who were talking about what was about to come, that was coming, these prophets, they searched intently and with the greatest care, trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing. When he, when the Spirit of Christ predicted, predicted the sufferings of the Messiah, and the glories that would follow. You see what's happening there? He's saying the spirit of Christ is at work 
in these prophets, the spirit of Christ and the inspiration of scripture, the word of God inspired by the spirit of Christ is working forward. And, and when those prophets put pen to paper, it was revealed to them, keep going, it was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you. When they wrote that stuff down, they started to know from the spirit of Christ, hey, this isn't about us. This is about somebody that's coming way down the road. This is about the future. This is about people that are gonna know about this later on. And they knew it was, it was not for themselves, but you. When they spoke of the things that have now been told you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Even angels long to look into these things. The Bible, the Holy Scriptures, the Word of God. Can you believe me when I tell you there's truth? 66 books written by 40 authors over 1,500 years in three different languages, and it speaks with one divine authoritative voice, the Word of God, things the prophets looked to see, things even angels longed to see and longed to see come to fruition still. And you and I, we've got it in our hands. We've got it in our lap. We've got it on our phones. So Peter says, look, verse 13. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober. Hey, church, wherever you are at home, let's, this is our key verse this week. Let's read this together, one voice as a church. Would you read this aloud with me? Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. Alert. Alert, fully sober. He's not talking about alcohol there. He's talking about that kind of like that, that confusion, that fog, that cloudiness, that muddledness of mind when you're foggy-headed, you're disoriented. Like, um, you know, like when we take kids to camp, we play that game where you, you run across the field, you pick up a baseball bat, and you run around it five times. Have you ever done that? Then you try to run back as fast as you can, and you're like you cannot find balance. I mean, you're, you're just lost. It's that confusion, that befuddled mind, foggy-headed, dizzied. What do you do when you can't find true north? Where do you go? What do you, what do you, what do you do when you can't figure out what sources to trust? You know, it's so hard. Turn on this channel. Watch this uh, blog. Watch this, listen to this podcast. Turn on that feed. Read that email all the way through. And everyone's coming at you. You say, what do I trust? Who do I trust? Is there anyone to trust who will tell me the real story? The truth is so hard to locate right now, isn't it? Now, this verse says, wait a minute. The truth is right here. Set your mind clear here first. Get your mind clear right here. And, and, and when you're established and your mind is clear and you, you're reassociated re with truth, the truth, ultimate truth, then you can step back into this stormy, foggy world that's swirling around you and you know that you're rooted in the truth. Where do you find truth? Where do you link in with truth? Where do you reestablish your relationship with what is true? I'm telling you, church, it's right here. It's here. 
And you say, geez, that's really pastor churchy. I mean, that's just so churchy for you to get up there and say it's in the Bible, right? Come on. This isn't a pastor churchy thing I'm saying. This is real life. Where do you find truth? You're rooted and established in the truth through the holy word of God. Everything else you look at is in relation to this. You see it? You'll know again where your hope lies, he says. Set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. You'll know where your hope is. I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes I just find that when I'm trying to figure out what's really going on, right? You're trying to figure out what the real story is and all these things are swirling around. I say, okay, well, uh, who, who said that? Who, what, what do they mean by that? Who owns that news outlet? What's the real motivation for someone to say something like that? Oh, my goodness. You feel like you've come out of the spin cycle. And what you need is to be reestablished in truth. Be established in truth. Psalm 25, 5. Guide me in your truth. Teach me. For you are God my Savior. And my hope is in you all day long. You pray that prayer. God will do that. Guide you in truth. Guide you in truth. Hold fast and keep growing. In some ways, these seem like opposite ideas, don't they? Like, hold fast. That sounds like I'm supposed to stay uh, static, unmoving. I'm not supposed to go anywhere. I'm supposed to hold fast. Keep growing. That sounds dynamic. I'm supposed to go. I, I'm going to have to activate. I'm going to have to go do something to do that. How do you keep these together? Hold fast. Keep growing. The Bible gives us an image. Scripture gives us an image of an oak tree, a righteous oak. Isaiah 61, we, we believe this is, this is the voice of the Messiah talking. Isaiah 61 says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy, instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. All these things, all these things that the Messiah is bringing, the gifts of God, the blessings of God, through the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And then it comes down to this, it resolves to this, they will be called oaks of righteousness. A planting of the Lord for the display of of his splendor. They will be called, oh, who's the they? The captives who needed release, those who needed freedom from darkness, those who were in despair and needed joy, those who needed their ashes turned into praise, those who needed all these gifts of the Lord, and they will be called, now they will be called oaks of righteousness. An oak of righteousness, solid, in the middle of a tumultuous storm, That's you, church. That's you. Hey, how do you grow an oak tree? How do you grow? Let me tell you, it takes a minute, right? 
You don't pop it in the microwave. <laughs> and you know what you don't do? You don't take, the, take an acorn and, and dip it in the soil one hour a week, right? Do you? You don't take that little sapling and, and just dip its roots in the water two times a year for a special holiday. Are you with me? Are you following? It's not how you make an oak tree. That seed, it sits in the soil. It, it, it rests in it. It abides in the life-giving soil. It, it, it holds on there. And the roots, they start to grow down in deep. And they keep searching and searching and reaching into that next place where life breaks in. The, the, the roots grow down in the darkness of the soil, reaching that next place where nutrients and, and life and blessing comes, comes in to the life of the tree. And the tap root, the tap root, the center root, it grows straight down, down where no one can see, where no one can see, where character is built. That taproot goes down and deep into the soil and the tree, it grows. The trunk, it comes up and the branches start to grow. And it grows in seasons. It grows through the spring. It grows through the summer. It grows through the fall. And it grows through the winter. And in every season, in every time, in every suffering moment, in every challenge, in every blessing, in every sadness, in every laugh, in every tear, there's a growth that happens because the rain beating down on it and the wind against it and the hail, that only serves to strengthen that tree. Why? Because the root bed is so strong and broad and founded rooted and established in the word of God and in his kingdom and it will never, never be destroyed. Oh church, to be oaks of righteousness in a storm, that's to the splendor of his glory. Amen? Hold fast keep growing. It takes humility to keep growing, you know? You can't keep growing if you think you know everything already. The more I know, the more I know I don't know. <laughs> Aristotle said that. Einstein said something pretty close. Those guys weren't so shabby for smarts, right? The more I know, the more I know I don't know. I'm grateful when I've got a good book in my hand and I know I've got a good book in my hand when I turn the page and, and with every page I turn as I read along, I feel just a little bit more ignorant. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I know that's a good book because now even as I'm learning a little bit, I'm learning a little bit, but I'm also seeing just this enormous landscape of stuff that I just know nothing about. And, and, I, and I'm realizing, even as I grow in knowledge, I'm realizing how much I don't know. I'm grateful. I'm humble. I'm grateful when I turn the pages of Scripture. And the Holy Spirit, you know, the Lord shows me something I never saw before. On a page I've read before, I see another layer, another voice of God, another 
Another meaning, another truth that's coming out of the word of God. Friends, you will never plumb the depths of the word of God. You'll spend your entire life going deeper and deeper and deeper, and you will never plumb the depths as God continues to show you his truth. And when you marinate in it, every time you read it, every time it gives you knowledge and reveals your ignorance at the same time, every time you you meditate on Scripture, you learn Scripture, you follow the Word of God, you live into the Word of God, every, every time you do that, you grow. You grow. Just a little bit. Your rootedness, establishment in the Word of God. It takes humility. There's information that you need to believe. Jesus said once, I say these things so that you may be saved. He's saying you need to know this to believe it. You need to understand this to put your your heart into it. There's knowledge you need to believe, words you need to receive. So don't just dip dip into the word of God from time to time. Brothers and sisters, church, children of God, get rooted in it. Get established in it. Go deep in it and grow as oaks of righteousness. Even in the early church, while Peter and Paul were still doing their ministry, there were groups that would come along and infiltrate the church and they would promise the believers that they had secret knowledge for them. Gnosis, they called it. These Gnostics, they led the, the, the believers by the nose saying, I'll tell you the rest of it later. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you next week the real story. If you just keep, keep following along, I'm gonna tell you the secret of all, of all things, but I'm not gonna tell you right now, I'll tell you later. And the believers, they got pulled along by the nose. We were found susceptible. Christians being deceived, led out of the life of Christ and into another way. So much so that Timothy was told, Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to your care. Turn away from godless chatter and the opposing ideas of what is falsely called knowledge, which some have professed and in so doing have departed from the faith. Mm. Grace be with you all. Can a Christian be deceived? They humbly admit, yes, we can. And yes, we are. And every one of us, some part of our lives is believing a little bit of a lie. It's pulling us away from Jesus. But you don't have to stay there. The truth has been revealed. Stay rooted and established in the word. Hold fast and keep growing. And when you wonder if you can, when you wonder if you can hold on any longer, remember that Christ is holding on to you. I invite the praise team to come up and join me as we close out here. When you wonder if you can hold on, if you wonder if you can hold fast, remember Jesus is holding on to you. Why can we become oaks of righteousness? Only because Jesus Christ hung on a tree. He gave his life on the cross for our sins. So we don't have to be tossed to and fro like a cork on the waves. We don't have to be blown around in the wind. We can be rooted and established in the truth because Christ has won our affiliation with the truth. He is the truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. 
and he died for our sins. He saw us in our confusion. He saw us coming out of the spin cycle, and he knew exactly what was needed to bring us to clear minds, a sobriety of heart, clear sight that we would no longer be be fuzzy and dizzied and and fogged in this world, but we would know where we're rooted and we're established. He knew what was needed, and what was needed was to remove our sin from us once and for all. And he did it on the cross. For you know that it was not with perishable things like silver and gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life that was handed down to you from your ancestors. You don't win spiritual battles in earthly places. You win earthly battles in spiritual places. It wasn't with silver. It wasn't with gold. It wasn't with power. It wasn't with force. It wasn't with effort. It wasn't with coercion. It wasn't with human will that you were redeemed. You were bought by the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. Hold fast, keep growing, stay rooted and established in the word like an oak of righteousness. Can we be deceived? You bet we can, and we are, every one of us. As you grow in in the word, as you stay rooted in Christ by the cross and the victories of Jesus, you are established oak of righteousness. Lord, for all the ways that we've bought the lie, don't let us linger long in our error. Oh, Lord, in your mercy, intervene, arrest our progress into falsehood and turn us around and establish us in your truth and build up, Lord, in your children, the church, the people of God, oaks of righteousness for the splendor of your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. If you live in the Colorado Springs area, we would love to meet you on a Sunday morning. To plan your visit, head to our website at firstprescos.org. That's F-I-R-S-T-P-R-E-S-C-O-S dot org.